Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for Friday, January the 15th of the year of our Lord, 2021. This, my fellow Americans, is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration. I repeat that again on purpose. It is a freedom-loving, fantastic, we're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Friday, it is a faith-filled, family-oriented, God-centered Friday as well, I might add. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Quick recap of yesterday's show. We had our guest on Brian Rust, RustQuinnagift.com, doing a great job. We talked about the Honest Money Report, gold and silver spot prices and more. We talked about the House impeaches President Donald Trump, 232 to 197. Ten Republicans joined Democrats in favor of impeachment. We also talked about the House of Representatives passed an unbinding measure calling on Mike Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment and remove the president. Pence says he won't do it. That's good news. Mitch McConnell's office confirmed that he will not consent to reconvene the Senate before the 19th, which means no trial for Trump until he's out of office. What good will it do after that? How does that all work? Time will tell. Every element pushes the boundaries of constitutional understanding and expectations. That's by design. Sad to say when they all want to, for expediency, destroy the republic and the supreme law of the land that upholds it. The U.S. Mint closes two facilities because of the cocoa, the coronavirus as well as rioting and everything else going on everywhere. He's down to the last two guesses, ladies and gentlemen. I talked with Brian Rust about this Bitcoin guy. He has $240 million in Bitcoin. And if you don't know, you get 10 uh, attempts to use your password on some of these uh, digital crypto wallet kind of things and stuff. Anyway, the guy's got two guesses left out there. If he can't guess it, nobody can get the password. $242 million lost. Yeah, I always tell people don't dip your toe in the crypto, and that is why. Biden team announces inauguration theme. They're calling it America United. Wow, united around what? Riots and discord and divide and communist principles or what, Joe? Just wondering. Check out a new website, flccc.net. That's right, like Florida, FL or Frontline. CCC.net. What am I talking about, you might ask? I'm talking about this incredible doctor that talks about ivermectin as he testifies before a Senate Congressional Committee about the value of ivermectin, a well-known drug repurposed for killing the coronavirus. Why does Congress know about it? The guy's got study after study after study proving that it works. Of course, the mainstream press doesn't tell you a word about it. They mock him, ridicule him. By the way, don't worry, the average price of a vehicle is now topped $40,000 and down payments on vehicles at an all-time high. That ought to help you with your economy. Of course, you don't need to drive anymore because the government's locked you down and you can't go anywhere. How do you like them apples? 
Average U.S. price of gas up nine cents a gallon, but don't worry, it's down from last year. It's two dollars and what forty cents now. All right, they are, believe it or not, these wackos. We've been against the masks forever, as you know. We don't think they work. We think it's bogus. So don't misunderstand me. Scientifically speaking, if you have the right mask in the right you know medical setting with a trained person using it, and da da da, it can be valuable. And there's scientific evidence that masks can do good. But you take the average public and have them put masks in their pocket and take them out and wear them around one group of people and then put them in their pocket. Next day, wear the same mask around another group of people. Da 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 da. Put the masks on, take them off, touch your face. Do the the masks don't work at all, so they're lying. But now they even have the daring guts to say this. Ready? Listen up, people. Should you be double masking? <laughs> they want you to put on two masks now, folks. Should you be double masking, ladies and gentlemen? Understand that when you double mask, people are achieving high efficiencies, they say. <laughs> it's crazy. Whacked out. It's got to stop, folks. Oh, my goodness gracious. And you know what? It's not even a choice anymore. They want to force you to mask, right? Shame on President Donald Trump, by the way. I played sound bites from Trump. He's got a reconciliatory attitude big time, and I think he should be standing up for what's right. He should say, I never caused any violence. To suggest otherwise is an outright satanic lie. I am not responsible for Adam's transgressions. I didn't create any violence. I didn't even speak of violence. I didn't even use the word violent. I used the word peaceful. Donald should be standing up boldly and defiant right now, but no. Democratic lawmaker... Listen carefully. Democratic lawmaker claims Capitol Raid was an inside job. Representative Mickey Sherrill, she's a representative. She's also former military. She says that she saw lawmakers leading people through the Capitol on reconnaissance missions the day before the riot. She wants to dig into it and find out who's who and what's what. I agree. I want to know who did what. By the way, New York City Mayor... um, Bill de Blasio says he's canceling all contracts with the Donald because Donald's a criminal. Wait a minute. I want to ask the good sheriff about this coming up. I thought you were innocent until proven guilty in America there, and there's no evidence against Trump. There's no charges against Trump, and there's no convictions against Trump. Can the mayor get away with that, or should we sue his socks off over it? Eric Swalwell, this is the guy that slept with a Chinese spy, right? This guy's comparing Donald Trump to Osama bin Laden now. I mean, no one's calling for his ouster. You can sleep with spies and make false allegations comparing the president to a terrorist. No problem in America. But you say go to the Capitol and peacefully have your congressmen and senators um, understand that you want them to have a backbone and, and audit the elections. Then, by golly, you're a criminal man. Everybody, their dogs should go to jail and everybody associated with you, too. Young Americans for Liberty, sad to say, Cliff Maloney. Uh, allegations of sexual improprieties. He had to resign. Big old meltdown at YAL. They terminated their former president, Cliff Maloney, uh, effective immediately. Sad tale to tell for that. Researchers at Ohio State University say that they've discovered two new coronavirus uh, strains that I guess now originated in America. But don't worry, they're just like the UK ones. (laughs) What's going on around here, folks? How do you get... Uh, strains created in America that are just like the UK ones. Mm, I don't know there. How dumb am I? You know, it's, it just breaks out everywhere simultaneously, just spontaneous breakouts everywhere. But don't worry, they're all similar and uh, uh, virtually identical. You can't tell them apart. But, well, there's a little bit of a difference here. And I mean, it's just insane. But don't worry, double mask. That's a recap.
It is a freedom-loving, faith-filled Friday. News the network's refused to use starts now. And the good sheriff, Richard Mack, on your radio. Welcome, sir. Well, thanks, Sam. It's great to be with you this beautiful Friday morning. What do you think? Double mask, my friend. Don't you think that's in order? Well, I think you should have uh, two across your nose uh, and two across your mouth. And uh, then have a plastic one over that. Don't Yeah, because they say third time's the charm. So I was thinking we ought to do three. I mean, two just doesn't cut it. Come on. Yeah, that's a... Uh, because then, Sam, you don't have to take the vaccination because you'll die of asphyxiation. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, man. So you, you don't have to wait to die from their vaccine. That doesn't sound fun to me. Now, Eric Swalwell, this guy slept with a Chinese spy. Now he's saying Donald Trump uh, well, is Sam, basically like Osama bin Laden. She, she was kind of cute. Ow. Whoa. Yeah. So you can't blame him for that, but... You know, uh, can you imagine that? Look, you're in Congress. You could sleep with a Chinese spy. Right. You can go ahead and say that the president literally compare him to a terrorist openly. Yeah. That's not causing any trouble. But by golly, if you stand up in front of a crowd in Washington D.C. at a peaceful rally and say, "Hey, you really need to go over there to the to the Capitol, walk over there peacefully," you know, let let the weak congressmen and senators know that you really do want an audit of the elections. You really want a ten day kind of hold or reprieve to see what's going on and get to the bottom of this, since the courts won't. You're literally a flat-out terrorist. Yeah, I uh, am never ceased to be amazed and astonished by uh, how corrupt the left is. And, and, you know, both sides are corrupt, though. You and I have said that before. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've said it on your show before. So really it's us against the swamp is the real narrative, right? It is. It is. And uh, it, they just take turns. And, like, uh, uh the song goes from, uh, what was his name, Jordan, the, the patriotic singer. Oh, Jordan Pate. Yeah. Uh, the pendulum swings from the left to the right. And that's really uh, what's what's happening, and it's been happening. But this time I think it's taken a huge left swing, uh, and it's, it's really going to be hard. Oh, it's swung so far left, it'll maybe never swing back. Yeah, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it's going to get – it might head back a little bit just because – the Republicans will always fight when they're not in uh, the majority, uh, and and so, but when they're in the majority, you can dang bet you that they're not going to defund Planned Parenthood, and uh, they're going to continue to vote as John McCain's legacy is uh, for more welfare state programs like Obamacare, and uh, so you know we need to be really uh, clear here. We we have. Uh, an out-of-control IRS because of the Republican Party. We have out-of-control spending because of the Republican Party. We have uh, the uh, programs right now that are going forward, uh, and the $30 trillion national debt, which is really more like $85 trillion, uh, because the Republicans have always acquiesced. What do they say? They're only, what, 10, 20 years behind the Democrats? Other than that, same same stew? But I do want to admit that the Democrats are more corrupt than the Republicans. About right. 5%. There you go. All right. Quick pause. Good Sheriff Richard Mack on your radio. Got a lot of news. Hang tight, folks. As you all know, 
Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. It's a sad day in America when you can literally sleep with a Chinese spy as a congressman. Nobody really seems to, you know, be very concerned about that at all, national security aside. You can then compare the president, the sitting president of the United States blatantly to Osama bin Laden, a terrorist leader, and nobody really blinks an eye. But if you're the president of the United States and you say, I would like to really investigate, um, uh, election fraud there's a lot of allegations we need to put that to rest either there is election fraud and we need to stop it for the protection of the republic the uh, integrity of the vote or if it's wrong we need to clearly investigate prove that it's wrong so that it can be let go and the american people can have confidence in their system hey um peaceful crowd please help your congressmen and senators uh, have a backbone here go over there and let them know that you really want them to look into this that's really become a criminal act to the point where, you know, Bill de Blasio mayor says he's going to cancel all of Trump's contracts. The House impeaches the president for the second time. First time it's ever happened to a sitting president uh, of the United States of America. I mean, this is crazy. While that's going on, fast food workers are going on strike today. They plan a nationwide uh, strike today to put pressure on the incoming Biden administration and the restaurant industry to push for $15 an hour wages. What do you say to that, Sheriff? I say Biden's a tightwad. Why isn't he going for 30 or 40? Heard that. Well, uh, in on. fact, I, I, I agree with Rush Limbaugh when he said 50. Why not give everybody 50? What, seriously, Sam, what, what are you going to do with $15? That's like saying, well, we're going to give you guys, I mean, how many stimulus checks have there been? Two so far, right? Yes. Two. 
in 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 almost now one year. So every six months, you're going to get an extra two thousand dollars. Wow, that's going to save everybody. That's yeah. I mean, Sam. I mean, okay. I, I want to make sure everybody knows. I'm against any stimulus check. Okay. Yeah. I think we've said that on your show before. Sure, of course we have. And and it's you socialism. took your. You took the money they sent, and I took the money they sent. Not because we wanted to, though, but because I don't really know how to return it. And even if I do return it, if I'm not careful, the government's so big and so dishonest and manipulative and full of paperwork that I might return the money somehow, some weird way. Right. And then they might come after me six months later tax-wise and say, hey, what about – and then I'll be fighting them forever, and I might lose double if I'm not careful and end up fighting them forever or not even be able to ever solve the problem. Well, I I would be satisfied if I – if they would give me back all the money I've sent them that they have misspent and misappropriated and put towards abortion. Yeah, you could take me to Hawaii with that, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if they'll just give it back to me, uh, then I will will personally uh, refuse the check or ask my bank, can you reverse that and send it back, or what do I have to do, or I'll send a check back to the IRS, uh, whatever I have to do, but I would. But they have stolen so much money uh, from me. I'm going, and maybe that's a poor excuse for uh, taking ill-gotten gains and their filthy lucre right now. But uh, I'll wait for the economy to crash, and then and then they can uh, see what they're going to do with it then. Uh, but I, I really uh, predict some really horrible times coming. And, and I hate to say this again, Sam, but I predicted every single solitary thing that's going on right now i predicted i know except one except one yeah i said that we would lose more in the house but we gained well we the republicans i said they would lose more in the house yeah good point we'll get to your predictions we'll get your predictions coming up here in a second i just have a few headlines i want to highlight all right before we do so so there's three uh, headlines relating to social media right now i'm going to give them all to you then we'll discuss them first one says this Facebook suspended Trump's account, then he gained almost 150,000 likes. (laughs) Second headline, Parler CEO, guy's name is John Matz, M-A-T-Z-E, I think you say John Matz, right? Anyway, site may never return, so Parler may never return now, because remember Google and Apple and Amazon all took Parler down. So Parler CEO John Matz, site may never return. Third headline, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey. We set a dangerous precedent by banning Trump. But then he goes on and says, but it was still the right thing to do. Okay, these people are tyrannical thugs. But can't they, can't they say who and who they don't have business with without mm. break, breaking... Yes and no. Let me explain. If they were truly private companies, they could say that. You're right. Or at least they should be able to say that. The problem is there's billions and billions and billions of dollars that the taxpayers are forced uh, to build these companies up, Facebook and Twitter They've, and, and Google and, and you know Apple. And these companies have been on the dole for decades to the tune of billions of dollars. Utah alone has spent millions of dollars funding Facebook and Twitter and, and the like. And so... The argument goes, yes, if they are private companies, they could be able to do what they want. But you know what? When they become uh, literally um, government funded, 
well, not only government funded, but almost become virtually a monopoly. In other words, what space can you go to in the social media world if you don't touch Facebook slash Instagram slash Twitter or um, Google and Apple? What you know? What can you really engage in uh, on the internet and social media wise and everything else? And so they're saying because of this monopoly status we built with our tax dollars, you don't get to say what you want to do all the time anymore. Yeah. Now we should have never built them up and never created the monopoly in the first place. But remember, the whole internet was built by government institutions meaning uh, the Pentagon and other military agencies, in bed with big universities, in bed with big tech. So that triad with taxpayer dollars, oftentimes black op money through the military even, has literally created the Internet now that we claim is is the problem. Yeah, we, we uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, you know, and I agree because, uh, and I said that hoping to get the answer that you gave because, Yes, if they if they've accepted taxpayer dollars, uh, they have to uh, go along with the rules and laws set forth by uh, government agencies. Yeah, and if you want the, the details of the flow of money, okay, because people might say, "Sam, you don't know what you're talking about." Okay, come on. The CIA literally has a corporation called Incutel. I N Q Incutel. Okay, that company is where all the money has gone from the CIA directly to Incutel, and then they literally publish what they fund, and they've funded Apple and Facebook and Twitter and to the tunes of billions of dollars. That's the CIA Pentagon tie. And then beyond that, states have literally doubled down and spent money. There's a Blaze report that's out right now that documents the states have funded these big social media companies to the tune of billions of dollars. And most taxpayers don't even realize this. States fund social media, right? That's kind of the, the point here. And so I don't know that they have the autonomy that we want them to have. Now, here's what's fascinating, in my opinion. You know, you hear every day that Congress wants to dress these guys down. Hey, you know, so-and-so's going to Congress to get drilled. Up. They're going to ask some hard questions up there in, in the Capitol about, you know, the involvement. And my look at, look, you see Jack Dorsey or any of these guys, Mark Zuckerberg or whatever up on the hot seat and they're just literally cocky as I'll get out mocking Congress because they know you guys are putting on political theater you funded me and put me where I am today right yep. so that's the deal that's really the deal and um, to think otherwise is naive all you got to do is follow the money all you got to do is look at the reality and the results I've given you the connecting dots already Right, the state of social media 2020, where we are, where we're going, why we're here, how do we go, what do we do from here? Hey, if you think that you're going to have government stop the apparatus they built to control and monitor and free speech, you're wrong. That's their deal. They've created it and funded it with our tax dollars. Now, believe it or not, the modern chick on the scene, Acacia Cortez, speaks out boldly. Here's what she has to say. Ready? Ready. Um, headline says holy in American amen to that but Acacia Cortez slammed for advocating congressional clamp down on media Ryan Saavedra with the piece so she's literally going yeah good for Congress for shutting down the uh, uh, you know the media free speech it shut them down she's all advocating for this sheriff because yeah, she knows we paid for it. Why can't she advocate for it? When you what? pay money to somebody, you get influenced, don't you? What is she thinking? 
about because what? Because the media is totally on their side, and she's one that no, 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 no. we need to rein them in. She wants to shut down the, the media like <clears throat> Parler, like Gab, like anybody's accounts that are her enemies. Shut them down. Oh, I see. She's so basically she was saying, just... that's what it's for, Sheriff. We built it for that, buddy. So she's just saying right-wing media. Of course. Oh, Okay. Friendly media, why would you shut down those who are carrying the ball? Well, I know. That's why I thought it, 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 that it was re- It was kind of w- weird that she said we want to rein in the media. They've just been helping you guys. I bring it up right now, though, because when Congress built it and owned it and funded it, and then you're mad when Acacio wants to use it? Yeah. She's going, hey, man, we funded it, people. That's what it's built for, don't you know? Hang tight. Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. President-elect Joe Biden unveils plans Thursday for fighting COVID-19 and injecting $1.9 trillion into the U.S. economy. But already his first 100 days agenda is overshadowed by the Trump impeachment trial. Critics are calling the expenditure of $2 trillion a wish list of social programs that the left has been trying to advance for 30 years. That's a quote from Trump economist Stephen Moore. John Earl Sullivan, who is a supporter of Antifa, BLM, and the leader of Insurgents USA, is arrested and indicted in Utah. It's time for a revolution. It's His arrest came after he was caught on video instigating violence on Capitol Hill and admitting that he posed as a Trump supporter during the Capitol Hill riot on January 6th. 52-year-old Corey Johnson, a drug trafficker sentenced to die for seven murders in Virginia in 1992, was executed Thursday night in Indiana. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. Get ready for a third coronavirus vaccine. USA Radio News' Tim Berg reports. Johnson & Johnson is reporting some positive results on their potential coronavirus vaccine. Early data from the company showing their vaccine produced a high rate of immune response in trials and a low rate of negative reactions from the first shot. The CDC says over 10 million Americans have received the first dose of the approved coronavirus vaccines. Dr. Carlos Del Rio is a professor of medicine at Emory University School of Medicine. He tells CNN we have to get more shots in people's arms. We don't vaccinate the number of people that President-elect Biden suggests. We are not going to get that. And I would say that even a million a day which is what he's proposing, is low. We, we need to shoot for higher goals. We need to shoot for two and a half to three million people a day. And I know it's going to be hard, but with resources and with ingenuity, we'll be able to do it. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. 
Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. All right, so what Ocasio-Cortez wants, <clears throat> Sheriff, I just wanted to kind of um, flesh this out a little bit more so you understand it. AOC is slammed for gestion of a federal commission to rein in the press. See, the press is out of control, buddy. Let me explain. You're allowed to say what you want to say, Sheriff. You understand the new media has given you an outlet to spew hatred, to spew dishonest fake news, and to do it with literal impunity, and she wants it to stop. She wants a ministry of truth, buddy. Wow, that's that's an amazing thing for her to say that we want to uh, regulate truth being spoken by uh, the media. Yeah, uh, she's literally got a plan to kind of try to create a 1984 ministry of truth idea, right? Yeah, yeah. Nineteen out, man. 1984. Uh, you know, I've, I've been, I, in fact, I, as I was listening to the news on the radio this week, uh, it, 1984 just kept coming up. Orwellian, Orwellian. You know, it's it's astonishing. I think we need to push that book more. Don't uh, worry, buddy. If you roll out into the streets, you can help get 15 bucks an hour, buddy. Oh, yeah. See, how, how peaceful is that all going to stay, I pray? Yeah, no kidding. But but when the food uh, when the food lines start and and the shortages start again with paper goods and whatever else they're going to happen, uh, the meat industry is the one that was also very short uh, when the, the in the middle of the pandemic and it was really difficult to get meat and the price of meat has gone sky high because the the workers in, in these uh, slaughterhouses and meat factories. Um, uh, the workers have to shut down, and then how are they going to get meat driven in the trucks out to the? Let me explain, Las, my friend. Las Vegas. Let me, let me explain, my friend, to you so you understand. All right. <clears throat> the fact that you've been a belligerent, massive footprint environmental terrorist forever, and the fact that you want to eat <laughs> meat is the problem. <laughs> See, I mean, they they really believe this kind of stuff. Okay. Well, how about cauliflower? You know. Who's going to process that? I don't know what you mean. I just think that you probably shouldn't eat cauliflower if you have to truck it around. Okay, yeah. Let me explain what you should eat, my friend. They're everywhere. Bugs. Bugs? Bugs. You can't kill bugs. Yep. What are you talking about? Bugs. We grow them so that you can eat them. Oh. They're serious protein. No, they really are proposing these ideas. So I should eat the scorpion that I found in my house the other day? Oh, no. Keep that alive. You don't want to kill scorpions, my friend. You need to go to the bug distribution center. Yeah. Those are different bugs. We got them from China. Okay. You can't eat your own bugs locally. What yeah. are you thinking? All right. There's a left-wing agitator. <clears throat> Did you know we had those? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the guy's name is John Earl Sullivan. Sadly, the guy's from Utah, they say. He is charged for his alleged role in the Capitol breach. <clears throat> Do you want to respond to this one, Sheriff? So there were there were uh, provocative.
provocateurs on, from the left that were there? Well, and- just not very many. So let me explain. Your vote fraud allegations aren't true because they're not substantive. Whenever you point out a case, I say to you, it's not vote fraud that would have changed anything. So these are left-wing uh, extreme agitators that were there, but they wouldn't have changed anything, Sheriff. Well, a lady in Texas just got arrested for vote fraud, and there's like 10 different counts. And yeah, but that wouldn't change anything, Sheriff. And, well, that's kind of what they said, but she right after that, uh, they said it was the most successful and honest and fair and accurate election in, in Texas history. That is correct. And they arrested her. At the same time. Yeah, so the fact that there's left-wing agitators there, that doesn't change anything, Sheriff. No. Look, Trump supporters, terrorists, literally um, created insurrections, and I know you got the left-wing non-agitator over there and everything, but it wouldn't have changed anything, Sheriff. That's all you got to do. You just got to say without evidence, it wouldn't change anything. Well, how do you draw that conclusion if you haven't investigated it? I don't need to investigate. I already know the answer because I'm the one that engineered the agenda. So, of course, I have the answer. If it's computerized voting, shouldn't we be auditing them every election to make sure they weren't hacked? See, we, we, you just proved you're a terrorist. You belong with Donald, don't you? Oh, my gosh. How dare you say such a thing? Oh my I mean, what you're doing is sowing seeds of confusion and, and lack of trust in the system is what you're doing. Right. All right, well, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler's in the news. I guess he's outraged now because here's what happened. He went on TV. A reporter <clears throat> got kind of in his face a little bit. She said, do you think that the Portland riots might have set the stage for the Capitol breach? He lost it. Oh, my gosh. What a great question. Amen. No question. A really good question. But I'm telling you, he lost it. He just went ballistic. How dare you say such a thing? What are you thinking? See, because the left did the rioting. The right now supposedly took over the Capitol or whatever you want to say, or you know, did the Capitol breach. And how dare you mix the two, Sheriff? Yeah, well, you sound like Donald Trump saying there was in like um, Charlottesville saying there was good guys and bad guys on both sides there. Yeah, we're like we, saying that. Weren't we taught by all the riots that we didn't do anything about and said that they that it's uh, a natural response, a little violence is no. a natural response, and no, a little bit of not no, okay. that's justified by the left. That's okay. The right? Are you kidding me? And they're uh, literally Hitler-esque. Wow. See. Yeah. Glad you got that. it straight now. Okay. Anyway, Ted Wheeler. <laughs> well, now, this guy was the one that actually advocated for the riots at first, too, believe it or not. So President Trump can peacefully go, hey, let's look into the elections and try to get accountability and, and audit this thing. Have your Congress members do that, please, people. And then he literally is now known as a chief terrorist and a criminal. But yet Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler can literally be involved in the riots. Blatantly involved, and no harm, no foul, buddy. See, the double standard is what we're really highlighting here to the extreme is the point. Well, it does look like you're making my point for me, too, where I said the Democrats are a little worse. I certainly am. 5% worse, I know. Yeah. Now, Representative Tom McClintock, California, you know this guy, right? Tom McClintock. He's a rep. Tom McClintock, California. No, I don't think I do. Well, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, okay. He's ripping the Democrats, buddy. He said the soft approach to the BLM riots contributed to the Capitol riot. Good point. I'm surprised a California congressman saying that. Yeah. Oh, man. He'd be asking that Portland mayor questions like that, wouldn't he? Yeah, and there's a, uh, yeah, well, anyway, there there's a lot of different uh, avenues that this investigation at the U.S. Capitol is taking. 
including the the one Democrat who said, "Hey, I saw uh, the day before where Democrats were taking these people around and giving them a tour of the U.S. Capitol, so they knew where they were going once they came in." Yeah, we got to dig into that, but of course nobody will. It's kind of like vote fraud. You can't dig into the evidence we have. Let me explain to you something. Are you ready? There is no evidence, my friend. Don't you know that? See, you can't even have realistic conversations with these people. Could we try to find some evidence? Uh, no. I mean, <laughs> that would be an insurrection. <laughs> now, do you know who Macaulay Culkin is? Sure. Who? Tell me who it is. Did you say Macaulay Culkin? Yeah. Yeah, that's Kevin. Yeah. All right. Well, Kevin now is mad. And Kevin wants to erase Donald Trump's cameo in Home Alone 2, buddy. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Got to get yeah. rid of that sucker. Just X out Trump. Now, people are talking about who we should replace the Donald with. And Kevin, I, I mean, McCulk wants to uh, replace nobody. Just wants to have it wiped out. Just take that little cameo out, huh? Heck, yeah. It is kind of a cute little cameo, but uh, uh, since how the, he doesn't own that picture, uh, but, he, you know, he might be able to get to owners of the movie to to do it but yeah hey, trump uh, let me explain something to you trump is what is he now sheriff he's the president of the united states of america still by the way till the 20th at right. least uh, but he is now so what, what do they call that persona non grata is that what they call it yes that's one of them he's so um i don't know what you call it but he's a criminal he's let's take him out of everything let's just, now there's no charges filed against the president as far as i understand are there He's guilty of nothing in terms of he's been convicted of nothing, right? That is correct. In America, we believe innocent until proven guilty, right? Correct. We're used to. We're supposed so to. How do we take President Trump out of cameos? How do we literally take away all of his contracts in New York? How do we literally impeach him in the House? How do we literally take away all of his social media so he can't speak to the press unless he speaks on an approved by, I'm not sure who, video ahead of time? How do we, how does all this go down? And what does it mean for the Republic, sir? This is a serious, honest, open-ended question. Yeah. Any idea? Any thought? No, I, I, I you know, I'm sure there are there's some ways to uh, adjust that or look at it, but um, with the monopoly the media has right now on information, and and I'm talking about the mainstream media, uh, and that you know I was talking to a girl the other day when I was getting a haircut, and then the other beautician in there, and she oh I hate Trump I would oh he's so horrible, I said you watch too much television. And and she goes, she doesn't even watch television. So how do you know that? You know that that he is. You know, because so, anyway. he's on social media. Yeah, probably controlled yeah. by Cortez. <laughs> yeah. Hang tight. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787. The nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land.
vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. So I ask the serious question, though, where are we in America when literally a sitting president can literally have all these actions taken against him with literally no charges filed and no convictions obtained? Where does that put the rest of us when it comes to our God-given rights, the due process of law, etc., etc., etc.? I don't know exactly. It's almost so alarming. It's happened so quickly that it's hard to tell. Let me give you an example as well. CNN's anchor, Don Lemon, quote, everyone who voted for Trump sided with the Klan, the Nazis, and the rioters, Sheriff. Literally saying that openly on CNN. I sided with the Klan? Yes, you did, sir. It's more than the Klan, though. The Nazis, too, buddy. Well, that's amazing. Well, uh, I didn't tell you I got interviewed by a German newspaper two days ago. Did I tell you? And did you say to them, value papers? Well, the thing of it is, uh, they they kept trying to make these, um, you know, that they had heard that uh, CSPOA and Oath Keepers uh, were militia groups. Lives, Lives from the pit of hell, but okay. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. And and so I told him, I said, I spent 20 years in law enforcement. I've said this on your show lots of times. I spent 20 years in law enforcement, and I never once slugged another human being. I never committed an act of violence on another human being, uh, pretty much in my life, uh, but uh, never in the 20 years in law enforcement. And, and, and I always told you there's one little exception, because... Uh, a guy in a police basketball game came up and and uh, hit me, uh, a sucker punched me, came up behind me and slugged me in the eye. And I turned and hit him back. Uh, and uh, he went down. Uh, I got the better punch it. But anyway, I don't know why he did it, because I hadn't done a thing to him or anybody else. Uh, two other guys were scuffling, and, and I was trying to break it up. That's all I was trying to do. But I guess he thought I was moving into to fight more or something. I don't know. Anyway, it was stupid. But and I wished I hadn't hit him, uh, but I did. Uh, but I never hit another human being ever, and and yet I'm labeled as SPLC from SPLC as a domestic terrorist, as you are too. Uh, 
And I've never known you to commit an act of violence any time in your life either. The 20 years I've known you, I've never known you to do that. Except you were a wrestler, so maybe well, they... So they I did commit acts of violence as a little kid. And here's the deal. I'm a totally blind person, so some of the audience understands. And when I was a little kid, people would pick on me. You know, they would run up and tap you in the head and run away because he's blind and they could do. And I got a, a little bit of a reputation as a little kid where I'd just wait and let you tap me on the head a few times till you got a little bit laxed. And then I'd just jump and catch you and just take you down and punch you. <laughs> and it wasn't that I really wanted to be violent, but it was that I wanted it to stop. Yeah. And I would go to teachers and the teachers would be like, oh, I'll talk to them. Well, talking yeah. to them isn't going to do any good. So I did it really because if you if you learn to fight a little bit as a, as a young boy, uh, pretty soon people don't pick on you. Right. And so it was really about that. It wasn't about violence. There are no real violent acts attributed to me, not counting those kinds of scuffles. Yeah. yeah. And right? so, That's the true story and, in the whole history of it. And so my point is, too, that, uh, you know, you don't know too many more pacifists more than I am, and I don't know uh, hardly anyone that's... Uh, more pacifist than you are. Yeah, we don't have a single and, crime to our record of any kind. I don't. No, none. And and uh, and yet we're on the domestic terrorist list. So I I told him that I said there's been a lot of lies and misnomers out there, and and uh, so I just want you to know our organization totally advocates nonviolence. We don't support it from the left. We don't support it from the right. And we believe that everybody committed the crimes. And the violence during the entire summer in Portland and Seattle and New York and Chicago, all should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. And all the way through the Capitol, by the way. Same thing with the people who did it in the Capitol. And I don't care if it was Antifa or whoever, whoever it was. I don't care if it was Trump it, supporters. They need to stop it. Yeah, should have stopped it. And 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 Sam, both of you, you and I were invited and and browbeat to go to this big rally for the president. I didn't feel good about it. Uh, I didn't see any purpose of going and doing that, and I only saw potential problems. I didn't see any potential for doing any real good or change. And, and, and that's because of the climate that we find ourselves in. The attempts correct. of many, including, I believe, the president of the United States, Donald John Trump, was legitimate to say, hey, let's encourage our congressmen and senators, whether you believe there's vote fraud or not is not the point. But look, if there's that many allegations, that much concern, the people claim they have evidence, the courts wouldn't do it like they should have. Let's then have a 10-day audit and really vet this thing and debate it and let them present their evidence and get to the bottom of it. Because one of two things would have happened. Either we would have discovered vote fraud and said, okay, there is something here we need to deal with <clears throat> to develop uh, or restore integrity in the voting, in the elections. Or we would have come away and said, look, the courts wouldn't do it, others, but we did as your representatives take your uh, allegations and concerns seriously. We did look into them, and we found that there's nothing here. Either way, it would have been good for the republic. And so to not do it, in my opinion, is problematic because what you do is you just add fuel to that fire that says there's something wrong or something that you know, smells rotten in Denmark or whatever you want to say. Um, they should have done it. And, and so going to peacefully try to get that done does make sense to me. But the climate we're in makes that not even a feasibility. And that was your main point, right? Yeah, and and I I've really thought the hype from Trump supporters and the 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 far right side of his supporters were making a, a deal out of it. And they were trying to say uh what it wasn't. And so all the hype was 
that if you go there, Trump's going to announce that he's going to invoke the Insurrection Act or sign the Insurrection Act, which we didn't want in law. the first place. And and if yeah, exactly. And, and so, uh, I, I just you know I I saw nothing good because I have said that Trump was not going to do it. If he were to do it, he would have already done it. And he uh, instead is was trying to. Uh, put the pressure on Pence to try to do it and, and declare the election null and void when he was in charge of uh, the Senate going through it. But uh, no. And so if Trump were going to do it, it would have happened weeks ago, maybe even months ago. Well, and Trump so, tried to put a fraud commission in right when he took oath of, took the oath of office four years ago. He should have pushed the envelope then if he was serious. He would have had four years, not four days, to solve the problem. And, and I don't mean to be negative about that. People get frustrated when I say no, that. They're just like, you're being negative. I think I'm being real about the, the uh, situation that we find ourselves in. Yeah, it's realistic. And, and I, I think that is legitimate. And, and so I'm not, I'm not demeaning Trump for not doing it. But if he were to do it, he would have done it sooner. And, yeah, and he would have done it in a more peaceful time where he had a moral high ground to stand on. Look, even though I won the right. elections... Ladies right. and gentlemen, I don't believe that they were actually honest. I believe that I still won, but I do want to dig into this, and I want to make sure we get our act together before next election. But after you lose, after you go to 50-plus courts and they won't even take the case, after you, that's not the time to advocate for it because your intentions become blurry. What, what are you really trying to do? Are you trying right. to prevent the transfer of power? Are you trying to, or is it genuine? You know, it, it becomes very murky. Uh, and that's why, you know, some people still think President Trump in the next couple of days is going to create some military stand to stop the coup. See, I don't right. see that either. And if that does happen, it would be hard for me to stand with Trump because I would simply say, look, something's wrong here um, with what's going on. We we just can't have that happen. So I submit to you now that the peaceful transfer of power needs to occur. And then we really need to dig in for 2022 to say, let's get people in there who will create accountability but until we do that, we're nowhere. Let me give you an example of what's going on. Don Lemon said that you and I, um, well, I didn't vote for Trump, so I guess not me, but you, because you voted for Trump. You sided with the Klan, the Nazis, and the rioters now. Um, but I find that interesting. I find this also interesting. Listen to this very carefully. And I need you to rate yourself, Sheriff. Are you ready? Yeah. A California school tells third graders to rank themselves according to power and privilege. So I want you to rate yourself, Sheriff, in terms of power and privilege. Now, you know you're white, right? I'm dark tan. You No, come on now. Don't pretend, I am, Zab. Don't, I'm very dark complexion. Don't pretend you're a racist now or you're, you know, you'll be like those ladies that pretended they were black now. Yeah. You got European supremacy, don't you? I guess so. Yeah. See? Yeah, I know you've been getting the tan down there in Arizona, but that doesn't count, buddy. <laughs> All right. Now, <laughs> so what they want, these, these third graders, they want them to literally rate themselves according to power and privilege. Okay. Now, I don't know how a kid would do that. I'm not even sure how I would rate myself. I know. A third grader? Of... I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> my, third grade, my third grade granddaughter would not be able to do that. But she's really smart. But I don't think she would be able to do that one. Well, some little kids are pretty powerful when they advocate to mom for cookies, though. I'm telling you right now. That's for sure. So, yeah, okay, so how do I rate myself in there? Okay, I admit, I'm white, but not very white. We don't really need to say any more, do we? That you're white and that's it? I'm guilty? Absolutely. But I was a very 
average middle America. I know. So you've lived a yeah, very nice family. life. You've never worried about food. You've never worried about violence against you because you're of, of your status in society. You've driven around in nice cars your whole life. You don't even know what it's like, buddy. I don't know. My dad's spankings were pretty scary. In fact, you you probably need some training. Okay. We need to send you to sen- send you to sensitivity classes and such. And you probably ought to wear like a a collar for a while. A collar? Yeah. Isn't isn't wearing the mask enough? No, no, no. This is payback for slavery. Your mask is just to protect you and keep you alive, so we can make you a mock slave. Got it? Oh, my ancestors fought uh, on the north side. Well, that's even a bigger problem. Actually, we have ancestors on both, but oh, wow. Yeah, and we had ancestors fighting the Revolutionary War. Yeah. Anyway, I find it very interesting. They're literally uh, in this propaganda-style agenda having third graders to rank themselves according to power and privilege. And, you know, it all depends on how you define power. In the media, I obviously have no power. I've been trying to get some prisoners released forever, and I couldn't get anything done. So I don't have any power there, so I'm a zero out of ten. Well, I talked about that, too, with the German newspaper. And I also told the German newspaper the the people here in America have a right— to keep and bear arms, and we have a right to uh, put our government and tell our government where it should be and what it should be doing. And I said, and if you want to know the truth, do you know who should have gotten rid of Hitler? The people of Germany should have raised up uh, and gone against him and rebelled against him at the very earliest stages of his uh, dictatorship. And uh, But they didn't. They were scared. They were browbeat, just like we're getting browbeat here in America, and uh, it is an extremely uh, coincidental uh, uh, event in America how similar it was to a lot of the things Hitler did. It just means history repeats itself, and you better pay attention. Yeah. It also, in my mind, means that we the people need to become a God-fearing moral people again if we, uh, if we want to stop this. Well, amen to that. And I really think I know people get mad at me and say I'm not as religious as you are, Sam. And I understand all that. I'm just telling you that we're not going to solve it otherwise, okay? Even though we disagree on the point, the point still remains as factual as it gets, Sheriff. Amen to that. Thanks for having me. I apologize. I can't stay longer. You're all good. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Thank you, brother. Godspeed. The good sheriff doing a phenomenal job as always. Ladies and gentlemen, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Become a lifetime member as I am today, would you please? CSPOA.org. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up with a good doctor, Scott Bradley. I am Sam Bushman. We the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, can and will restore America. Will you help? LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow American Sam Bushman. Live on your radio, hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for what is it? Already January the fifteenth, 
in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our 202 with the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. It is a freedom-loving, faith-filled, family-loving Friday. We're taking America back. One heart, one mind, one issue at a time as well, ladies and gentlemen. we got a lot of work to do. The good sheriff was with me last hour, Sheriff Richard Mack. He'll be back tomorrow. And uh, <clears throat> we're hoping to get Dr. Scott Bradley on with us. Um, but I, uh, anyway, we're working on getting uh, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, and Dr. Scott Bradley with us twice a week uh, instead of just once because they have so much good information. We've never been able to get to all of it. So we're going to work on doing that. Uh, in the meantime, I got a lot of news that Network Reviews to use for you. And I want to say shame on. I said shame on Trump yesterday or the day before. Now I want to say shame on Joe. Yeah, listen to Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen. We have a moral obligation. In this pandemic, in America, we cannot let people go hungry. We cannot let people get evicted. Republican lawmakers are already pushing back on some of the... All right, there you go. We have a moral obligation. Can't let people go hungry. Can't let people get evicted. What about a moral obligation to tell the truth on the pandemic? Huh, Joe? What about a moral obligation for that? You know, tell people the truth that masks don't work, that the science is debatable at best. Uh, you know, tell the truth. What about the truth of, you know what, we can't really have government fund uh, everybody to take care of their food and housing because it's not the proper role of constitutional government. There is no authority. Uh, and to do so would be flat-out socialism. And if we're not very careful, we remake America from federal government top-down violate all the checks and balances we know what about the socialism versus the proper role of government uh, moral obligation to tell the truth joe huh uh, joe what about telling people about vaccinations that we don't know if they're safe and effective because we've rushed them to market operation warp speed and because we've rushed them to market you know what the tests have been so limited we really don't know if they're safe and effective you say, oh, yeah, we do, Sam. We did some trials. That we didn't skip all the things. We did our best. And we... You don't know what the long-term effects are, and you can't tell me that you do. How do I know you don't know? Because we haven't had long-term reality with the vaccinations in a mass population. There's no way you can know what the long-term effects are. Well, Sam, we have pretty good anecdotal evidence. That's not good enough for me for you to run around and raise the bar to say they're safe and effective when you don't know that that's true. In fact, a Florida doctor died because of the cocoa, folks. And then you want to give reasons and say that it doesn't relate to the vaccines and go ahead. But you're on shaky ground. Now, if you don't believe me, even the vaccines that go through the normal testing process and that have been around for a long time, that they double down and claim are safe and effective, safe and effective, aren't. Safe or effective. How do I know? Because there's a National Vaccine Injury Compensation Fund right now that has spent literally billions of dollars on when vaccines aren't safe and effective. That's been going on since 1986, ladies and gentlemen. 96, 106, 116 for more than 30 years. And they've spent billions of dollars for when vaccines aren't safe and effective. Literally billions. All right. And so, you know what? I don't want to hear. Um, we got a moral obligation, Joe. 
Because if you want a moral obligation, you should tell the truth that, you know what, we've had to shield vaccine companies from liability because the carnage of when vaccines aren't safe and effective is so through the stratosphere that, you know what, if we were to really um, have the vaccine companies responsible for the products they release and put onto the market, they would be driven out of business. Vaccines are not safe. They are not safe and effective at all. So for you to promote these vaccines as the answer based on a moral obligation, Joe, come on. Come on, Joe. Now, by the way, these vaccines are genetically engineered versions of what they call Adenovirus 26. Or ad- what do they call it? And Adenovirus 26 or whatever. Okay. It's an engineered, a genetically modified engineered version of. It's not even the real vaccine. I mean, it's not even the real virus. All right? So I don't mean to be offensive, but, hey, you can't pretend something you don't know, Joe. And when you run around with a moral obligation to steal my money and spend it under your socialist programs and call it a moral obligation to do so, I got to call you on it, buddy. Shame on Joe. Dishonest Joe, I might, right? Add. So I write for my headline, shame on dishonest Joe. Dishonest. Not honorable. All right, there's a new Georgia rep you need to hear about. Okay, she's a newly elected Georgia rep. Her name is Marjorie Taylor Green. Now, Miss Green plans to introduce articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. She's going to do it on January 21st, the second he, quote, is in power, if you will. And she says she's got to. Right? She says that Biden is willing to abuse his power of the presidency. Yeah. She is attacking the president on this idea that he threatened to withhold, what, a billion dollars? Yeah. Uh, From, let's see, who is it? Um, She's not going to talk about, you know, Biden being a part of the Satan-worshipping pedophile ring or anything like that. She is attacking Biden over remarks he made in 2018 about threatening to withhold a billion dollars in loan guarantees to the Ukraine if Prosecutor General Victor Shokin wasn't replaced, the Hill reports. So there you have it. I'm proud to be the voice of Republican voters who have been ignored, she tweeted. She's spot on. This is a serious business discussion, in my opinion. Now, I think that what she's really doing is really important. Now, um, I hope... That it happens. Now, some are saying, well, there's not enough power in the House of the Senate now. Impeaching Biden is a waste of time because you'd never get anywhere. And she says, I know. 
People feel that way. But I am hoping people do what is right here. And I would remind everyone that we're talking about national security. Right? Right? That, to me, is kind of the most important piece here. This isn't just about opinion, in my opinion. This is about serious allegations of the remarks President made. You know what? Can you, or President, Vice President made, I'm sorry. Now, the Hill reports the details on this about Joe Biden doing this. So, you know, you got a pretty reputable news source there, right? And Joe Biden, in my opinion, really out of control. I mean, he, I don't know what to call it, but he really went off and abused his power. But sadly, we can't get to the bottom of it, right? I mean, how do we get to the bottom of it? I mean, we've been trying to look into this on Joe and nobody seems to care. It's kind of like this guy in California that slept with a Chinese spy. You know, there seems to be nobody investigating. Nobody getting to the bottom of it. How does that happen? Right? I mean, it's, it's hard for me to even fathom. But there you have it. So anyway, I appreciate Miss Green from Georgia. She wants to get to the bottom of this scandal. Or President or Vice President Joe Biden basically literally withheld money. And they complained and said, You don't have authority to withhold this money. And he goes, You want to bet, you son of a bee? I sure do. And he even mocked that he did it. Right? Where does Biden get such authority? And that's really the question that we need to answer, right? How do these liberals, Biden, Clinton, how do they have so much power? Right? Uh, How do we create accountability? And I don't think we have enough uh, media. I don't think we have enough people engaged. I I don't think we have enough uh, desire in America to hold these people accountable. The liberals seem to be lockstep in their agenda. They're they're putting their money where their mouth is. They're rabid on it. Their um, solidarity is something to look towards and go, wow, amazing. I disagree with their point, but, you know, wow, are they dedicated to the cause? The conservatives don't seem to be dedicated to the same cause, sad to say, right? That's kind of the point. I don't know what's going on with that. Time will tell. But I appreciate Miss Green ready to file articles of impeachment against Uh, Joe Biden. The question is, will it go anywhere? I pray we can get to the truth and create accountability for criminal activity, don't you? Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. 
Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman live on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, tell the tale, donate liberally, would you please? Every penny will be used to grow our presence in the media. All right, very strange stuff. Shame on Joe. Shame on the dishonest press as well. Check out this headline, folks. This is interesting to say the least. Remember how Donald Trump said that a rapists and criminals and stuff like that try to come into America, and that's why we got to lock down the border and... They literally, the mainstream dishonest press had a heyday with the Donald. And they're like, oh, man, President Trump says all the Mexicans are rapists. And by golly, what a racist. And how dare him, you know, attack the Mexican people like that. And da-da-da-da-da-da, right? They went on and on about that, right? And it was so belligerent and so in your face and so. And Donald's like, wait a minute. I didn't say all the Mexicans were bad. I just simply said that there are bad people coming across our border. And we got to make sure to stop the bad guys. That's all. And, um, well, now here's an interesting headline that the mainstream press won't tell you a bit about. Because, of course, Trump, they say, is a terrorist. And, therefore, anybody who likes Trump or believes in Trump, according to Don Lemon, you know, hey, if you voted for Trump, you're back in the KKK and the Nazis. And, you know, there you go. Okay, but that lie is old and tired. And here's the proof of the mainstream press. Donald John Trump. Duly elected president of the United States of America was absolutely correct. And here's the proof. Headline says this. U.S. Border Patrol agents arrested a convicted murderer and a sex offender, so two people, on Sunday who were trying to illegally cross the border and enter the United States. Quote, we continue to encounter Dangerous criminals attempting to avoid apprehension through illegal entry. Del Rio Sector Chief, so that I guess Del Rio is a sector of the border, right? So Del Rio Sector Chief Patrol Agent Austin L. Skiro, the second 
is, I guess, his name. Austin L. Skiro II said. So now you've got a Border Patrol agent who's a sector chief for this Del Rio, whatever sector of the border. All right. Saying we've got on Sunday a, 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 a sex offender and a murderer trying to sneak across our border. We caught him and we stopped him, thank heavens. But we have a problem. All right. He says we continue to encounter dangerous criminals who try to breach our border and get into the United States. Now, this isn't Donald Trump, so you can't attack him. I don't know if this guy's American or Mexican or what he is by, quote, descent. Okay, I don't know who his parents are and his lineage are. But I do know that he's speaking the truth because he represents America, so he's an American. But I don't know what his historical origins are or his ethnicity or whatever word you want to use to be politically correct on the topic. All I know is this guy's an American, okay? I don't care what color or race or what his, quote, origins are based on ethnicity. This guy is simply saying, I am uh, an American working for America, working for the border, and I work for the Del Rio sector. And I'm telling you that we just arrested a sex offender. And a convicted murderer who are trying to cross our border, and we continue to have problems with this. This is not an isolated incident, is his point. Okay? U.S. Border Patrol agents arrested a murderer and a sex offender on Sunday who are trying to illegally cross the border and enter the United States. That's a statement. You could say, well, that's just one time, Sam. That doesn't make Donald's point. Oh, yeah? Well, then why does he say we continue to encounter dangerous criminals? Huh? Attempting to avoid apprehension through illegal entry into our country. This is the Del Rio sector chief saying this. He's a Del Rio sector chief patrol agent. His name is Austin L. Skiro II. S-K-E-R-O. Skiro, I think. And he's saying this is an ongoing problem. So now when is the mainstream press going to come out and say, okay, President Trump, you did know more about it. Um, You know what? We're sorry for the dishonest uh, fake news reporting that you just hated all Mexicans and you thought everybody was a rapist and stuff like this. Okay, the truth is the truth. Now, might there be a thousand, you know, people who just want a better life try to come in? And the one or the two, the bad element trying to get in on, you know, ride in on the coattails of the good people seeking a better life are probably the truth but how do we ferret out the good guys to the bad guys because that's what we need to do to protect america is the real point is it not that's what i think right we really 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 need to think about what we're saying what we're doing what we're reporting what we believe in right Wow. Anyway, in my opinion, a scary narrative when we find out, I mean, Trump said this, what, three years ago? I don't know exactly when it was in his administration. Maybe four years ago or maybe right on the campaign trail five years ago. I don't know. But Trump said, hey, we got a problem at the border. Bad guys are coming into our country. We got to stop them. And the liberals went bonkers and mocked and manipulated. And at the end of his presidency, They still claim Trump's the bad guy, and U.S. Border Patrol agents are doubling down 
and delivering reality check that Trump was indeed correct. Now, I got an interesting question about this story. Why didn't the uh, Border Patrol, or why didn't this, quote, Del Rio sector chief patrol agent speak up when Trump was making the point? I don't know. I don't know. This is what the, one of the problems that we continually have in America as I see it, ladies and gentlemen. That what the heck's going on? No one really backed the president at the time. I did. A few others did. But not very many. Most just kind of went, mm-hmm, Donald's kind of crazy and whatever. And, and But we need to stand up together and say, look, we're not against people coming to America who are the good people who can bring families and loved ones and kindness and hard work and talent and skills and capability to America to further America and better their lives. We're not against that at all. But we are against people breaking the law to breach our border. We are concerned about the bad element that might ride in on the coattails of people seeking a better life. We are concerned about these things. Why couldn't we four years ago plus have a real conversation about the border in the first place? That was one of the key things President Trump uh, spoke about, reported on, highlighted, made a central component of his um, promise in office to build the wall. How much of the wall did we build? Huh? Some say none. Others say, oh, we only replaced parts or fixed a little bit. Others say we built a lot more. It's hard for me to even know the truth. Now, the headline from the mainstream press says Trump closing out his presidency with familiar lies about his border wall. Trump administration locks down border wall contracts. Um, Trump is guilty. Drove family separations at border. Trump to highlight border wall topping 400 miles. Trump's zero tolerance border policy was pushed. Trump business or visits border wall to show off a signature election promise. Trump visits border wall just days after attack on U.S. Capitol. Interesting. Trump heads to Texas border in final days to showcase Texas wall. Trump's really looking for something that he's accomplished, and I think on the border wall he's done his best. But man, has he received opposition like you wouldn't believe. Unfair opposition, I might add. Trump visits border wall just days after attack on U.S. Capitol. Uh, He wants to show off something that he's accomplished in spite of it all. Can you blame him? Very strange. Strange in that they're willing to report on Trump's doings. So let me get this straight. Trump can't speak freely on social media because violence might break out. But we can report on President Trump going straight down to the border where there's probably the most violence in America on the border. You've literally had uh, me have Stuart Rhodes and many others on the radio talking about the criminal activity and the violence and everything on the border, how it's a drug cartel and, you know, all this kind of stuff, right? So Trump can't speak on social media, by golly, violence might break out, but he can roll down to the border and highlight this and we're going to be fine with it. In fact, we're going to report on it and we're going to mock him in doing so. Trump heads to Texas border in final days 
to showcase. Wow. Wow. Interesting indeed. All right, hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live, folks. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Eight people, including the bus driver, were injured after a bus veered off the road and was left hanging on an overpass in New York City's Bronx. The NYPD said the incident happened at 11.10 p.m. Thursday. The MTA said the bus may have experienced some sort of brake failure or didn't properly navigate the turn. John Sullivan, a left-wing activist, admitted last week that he followed a pro-Trump mob into the Capitol in order to document the siege, is now under arrest in Utah. The Justice Department criminal complaint is in conjunction with his alleged participation in the Capitol riot. Mr. Sullivan can be heard encouraging protesters in a video he provided to the FBI. He faces charges of civil disorder, entering a restricted building, and violent entry. U.S. District Judge Barbara Rothstein in Seattle said during a hearing Thursday she's not inclined to order Amazon to put Parler back online. Parler, a conservative social media site, is likely to remain offline at least in the near term. USA Radio News. We've all heard it. Eat healthy. But what does eating healthy mean? Sure, there are countless diets out there, but they contradict each other. Yet all experts agree we should eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. Whole fruits and vegetables are the perfect fuel to power the cells in your body, giving you the stamina you need to handle your day-to-day activities. And that's what Balance of Nature is. Whole fruits and vegetables delivered to you in a convenient capsule form for only 22 cents a serving. Our proprietary blend has no additives or fillers, just the full nutritional value of a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables. Balance of Nature provides you with a natural energy boost without a caffeine crash, a 3 o'clock slump, or an early bedtime. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-246-8751 and use discount code USA. President-elect Joe Biden on Thursday outlined his $1.9 trillion stimulus proposal and called for swift action on it. USA Radio News' Dan Naraki reports. President-elect Joe Biden unveiled a $1.9 trillion economic relief proposal Thursday with more than $400 billion in funds to battle the pandemic. The plan also includes $1,400 direct payments for most Americans and another $440 billion to help small businesses. Biden said he plans on quickly getting financial assistance to struggling Main Street businesses. Our rescue plan will provide flexible grants to help those hardest-hit small businesses survive the pandemic and a low-cost capital that will help entrepreneurs of all backgrounds create and maintain jobs, plus provide the essential goods and services that communities depend upon. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. Biden said during a speech in Wilmington, Delaware, the crisis of human suffering is is in plain sight. We have to act and we have to act now. We cannot afford inaction. End quote. USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, a lot of us in the new media have been highlighting that we believe Antifa was there. At the Capitol, when things went went crazy. All right. 
And I, I want to bring this up because I think it's important. People are now asking the question, if John Sullivan, that's the agitator at the Capitol, is not BLM Antifa, then who does he work for and where does he get his money? I think that's an honest, open, fair question. I think we need to know. Right? Now, the BLM man who filmed Ashley Babbitt's inside Capitol organized leftist protests during uh, before the building was stormed. So let me say this again. BLM man who filmed Ashley Babbitt inside the Capitol, he organized leftist protests near the building before it was stormed. Okay? So we're getting more and more and more evidence that the wrong people were there. And to suggest they weren't there or they had nothing to do with it is a dishonest, satanic lie. Right? Gateway pundit with the details. Right? This is an important story, folks. It really is. And, um, you know, I know people are ringing on the phone, but there's no way for me to answer the phone and talk on the radio at the same time. That's just part of the uh, deal when you work all by yourself. Right? Anyway, um, I digress except to say this is serious business. Okay? It's John Sullivan, the agitator at the Capitol. He got caught. He's been arrested and everything else. But where does his money come from? Who does he work for? And then the BLM man who filmed Ashley Babbitt inside the Capitol organized a group. There's details about what was organized. There's pamphlets and promotion material. Right? A flyer from, quote, Insurgents USA promoted a meeting on January 6th in Washington, D.C. To dump Trump for good, Sullivan tweeted. There you have it. What do you think about that? That's serious allegations. All right. And then you have literally uh, a congresswoman saying, we believe it was an inside job. They led people ahead of time before the, uh, before the event. So on the 5th, they had people literally come in and do reconnaissance <laughs> missions in the Capitol led by congressmen. She saw it. She, you know, is it true? I don't know. But I think we need to know. I think we need to dig into it. That's for sure. Very, very concerning questions, right? Wow. All right. I thought I'd bring that to your attention, ladies and gentlemen. ADL. That's the Anti-Defamation League or whatever, right? Attacks social media website, Gab. So they've already taken down Parler. The CEO of Parler says that the social media site may never return. Now the ADL is attacking Gab, the other, um, oh, what do you call it? Social media site? Yeah. So competition literally being destroyed left and right. Right? If I go to parlor.com, it says this site can't be reached. 
parlor.com. Just flat out down. Yeah, so they already took down Parlor completely. I was hoping the website would be up with at least a page with an explanation or some details, but not even there. What a sad tale to tell. You would think that the Parlor people could at least get a website somewhere where they could put up a post that would explain what's going on and what they're doing and kind of what the status is. Maybe they can call me, um, you know, and I can help them with that because that's not that hard to do. Parlor CEO John Matz, give me a call, buddy. I can maybe help you get your website up with at least a single page. I mean, at least you could point your domain to my website, and I could put up a single page. You know, libertyroundtable.com slash what the heck happened to Parlor, And then you could point your domain to it. And when people went to parlor.com, it would pull that up or something. I mean, there's got to be a way you could somehow give people an idea. Anyway, there you have it. But ADL now attacks social media website Gab. So Parler and Gab both probably going down. Now, I hope Gab can survive, but time will tell. There's serious allegations against Gab, saying they were involved in the riots and the you know that kind of stuff, too. I don't believe it for one second that Gab's responsible, but there you have it, right? All right, now Amazon shopping. Amazon says this holiday shopping season, when they say this, they mean last month, right? is the biggest ever. Wow. That's USA Today writing this. So uh, that's huge. Uh, And a lot of companies melting down. I'm going to change that to last holiday season. Um, And I want to talk about the details of this. They say online sales. Okay. During Black Friday and Cyber Monday last year, were expected expected to break records, and it's well, I guess, appears that Amazon, one of shoppers' key destinations for this massive, Amazon announced that last year's holiday season was the biggest in Amazon's history. They didn't offer specific financial figures on how much was actually spent during Black Friday and Cyber Monday. But Amazon did note that independent businesses selling on the platform topped $4.8 billion in worldwide sales between Black Friday and Cyber Monday. I mean, that is hard to even comprehend that kind of money. They say it's up 60% from a year before. The best-selling items in the United States included, wow, this is interesting, Amazon's new Echo Dot. One of several products made by the company and discounted for the holiday season. Now, that's one thing that was popular, I guess, these Echoes, right? Guess what else was popular? This is interesting. Former President Barack Obama's latest book, A Promised Land. A Promised Land. They also had the Revlon One Step hairdryer and volumizer. I guess it's a volumizer hot air brush that they had too. So you get hair dryers and brushes, Barack Obama books, and Echo devices. 
They got the Light Bright Ultimate Classic that did well for kids. Sales during Black Friday and Cyber Monday shattered previous records. As more consumers skip physical shopping because of the COVID-19, don't you know, the pandemic. Then consumers decided they're going to do all their shopping online. That's what kind of made this big change, right? Consumers spent $9 million. Oh, $9 billion during Black Friday. That's up 21% from the previous year, Adobe Analytics explains. Cyber Monday was the largest U.S. shopping day ever, according to Adobe. I guess they're pulling in, let's see, how much money? $10.8 billion. Right? That's up more than 15% for the previous year alone. Those numbers are shocking. If you ask me, that's just amazing. Big, big money. And uh, what's happening, sadly, in the COVID is that the big companies are getting bigger. And the small companies are getting smaller. So it's a, it's a you know, they always say the, the rich get richer and the rest of us starve. You're kind of seeing that. So while Amazon and some of these businesses do billions and billions of dollars in the biggest days ever last shopping season or 2020 shopping season, holiday shopping season, folks are today out what, in solidarity, solidarity with Martin Luther King? Fast food workers plan nationwide strike today to keep pressure on the Biden administrations and the restaurants in an effort to push them to raise wages to $15 per hour. I don't know if that's going to help anything, but that's what they're doing. All right, quick pause. I'm Sam Bushman. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q, the calm before the storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights, not by our fellow man, but by God. 
the foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education, conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network's refused to use. No doubt continues now. All right. Amazon says holiday, last holiday shopping season. Biggest ever, USA Today. Rich get richer, poor seem to starve. T- sad tale to tell, but there you have it. All right. Do you know who James Pinkerton is, folks? He's an author on Breitbart.com, Breitbart News Service. Pinkerton highlights this news item that I think is relevant. Senators Blackburn of what, Tennessee? And Holly of Missouri want 90% of federal jobs out of D.C. Drain the swamp and reunite the country, they say. Well, you wish Donald would have done that, huh? You know, I pray that it can happen, but I don't have a lot of confidence now. But I agree with them that, you know, why do we have these people all back in D.C.? All concentrated in one area where, um, you know, somebody could breach the Capitol. I think it's re- evil and wrong that they did, but nevertheless, you know, if the congressmen and senators weren't there, right, we wouldn't be there, and we wouldn't be worried about it at all. Now, I don't know if you know, but it's a four-day weekend. You got Friday today, people are out of school, out of work, da 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 Saturday, Sunday, then Monday, people are off because of what? Martin Luther King Day is Monday, right? Big old to-do day and everything else. I got to call a halt to the con game on Martin Luther King, ladies and gentlemen. I've just got to do this, okay? Um, What they're trying to do is they're trying to highlight now by saying, hey, Martin Luther King Jr.'s message of nonviolence more urgent than ever. And I want to highlight this because I want to be honest, okay? We got to reject the fake news. And this is where the fake news just goes on and on and on and on. I don't know why, but there you have it. They say this year's Martin Luther King Day is the most important since the federal holiday was first observed on a Ronald Reagan, shame on Ronnie, in 1986. And they say because of his message of nonviolence. And I want to tell you that I appreciate the words Martin Luther King Jr., not even his real name, let's jettison the fake news right now shall we his name was michael it's not martin or luther or any of those kind of things all right i don't even think his last name's king folks anyway michael um pretending to be martin luther king jr um 
he said some nice things. And I agree with the things that he said, some of them. In other words, hey, let's judge a person based on the content of their character, not on their color of their skin. I agree with that idea. The I have a dream speech that we can all get along and be peaceful and love one another. I agree with the dream. Uh, the idea that we want to be nonviolent, it's a great idea. And I support it completely. But the problem with the dishonest narrative peddled by the mainstream press, the fake newsites, if you will, is that Martin Luther King was not a peaceful, kind, quiet, gentle, preacher, uh, non-racist man. That's the lie. All right? The guy was a thug. Okay? He was a womanizer to the umph degree. He went into the battle flag of Christendom, that he was a Christian kind of a preacher guy. Lies as all get out. He was a complete womanizer. There was FBI files on him to the umph degree. In fact, what President Trump should do before he leaves office, why don't you release all the classified material on Martin Luther King, so-called Jr., Donald? Huh? If you want to take down the swamp, Donald, if you want to jettison the fake news narrative, Donald, then what you need to do, my friend, is you need to go ahead and release the truth on Martin Luther King. Why don't you, Donald, shout out to Donald, ladies and gentlemen, right? Shout out to Trump. Declassify all MLK docs. Yeah. Do it, buddy. Shout out to the Donald. Declassify all MLK docs now. Because, you know, we want to jettison the fake news, right? Why, if Martin Luther King Jr. is dead, let's see, how long ago did he die, folks? Yeah, a while ago, right? Why would we need to keep the details around him classified? The FBI had a bunch of docs on old Martin. They were researching that dude, and they can document the rapes that he was involved in, the womanizing that he was involved in. They can document the fact that he spoke peacefully on the stage, but every time after he got out of harm's way, violence broke out. I shouldn't say every time, but consistently, I should say. Okay, They can tell you who this charlatan really was. Yeah, Martin Luther King's message of nonviolence, more urgent than ever. All right, shout out to the Donald. Why don't you release all classified? Why don't you declassify all Martin Luther King docs now? That'd be a good thing for President Trump to do. At least he could have a legacy of telling the truth on Martin Luther King Jr. Not even, I repeat, not even his real name, right? And I know a lot of people are like, Sam, how dare you beat up Martin Luther? Come on. You know, he meant well. He did good. I don't agree with you. Okay. And the reason I don't is because you don't hang your hat on dishonest, immoral people and claim they're the cat's meow. And you say, well, Sam, there's a lot of people that have had mistakes that have contributed very well to society. I agree. Maybe we ought to start, if we're going to give praise where praise is due, and uh, let go of somebody's misgivings or mistakes or 
or whatever along the way. Maybe we ought to try that with people like George Washington. Right? Maybe we ought to try that with people like Patrick Henry. Maybe we ought to try uh, and do that with some of the uh, Southern Confederate generals. Robert E. Lee. Nathan Bedford Forrest. Just to name a couple of key figures. Okay, if we're going to set aside people's uh, mistakes or whatever, or, or kind of, a, you know, then let's do that. I'm not even saying those two gentlemen necessarily made big mistakes. All I'm saying is if you're going to set aside parts of people's lives and ignore that for the greater good, then we can do that with Confederate generals. And we can certainly do that with the founding fathers, heroes of the civil and revolutionary wars, can't we? Okay, but what we're going to do is bury their legacies because, by golly, they were slave owners or they advocated for this or they were on the wrong side of the war, say some, or whatever arguments you want to give. But let's be honest with ourselves. Martin Luther King was a flat-out womanizer. He literally took communist money, as Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are doing. Yeah. Why don't we uh, jettison the fake news for reals, ladies and gentlemen? Now, as I repeat, I agree that Martin Luther King had a lot of good things to say. He was a very good orator, a very good public speaker. uh, And his dreams for peace and judging people based on their character and kindness and love, I agree with those views. What I don't agree with is the man delivering them because it wasn't who he was. His public persona very crafted and, and, and curated by the media and by controlling staff uh, isn't really who the man was. And there's plenty of leaked evidence to that reality check about the communist money that I speak of, uh, about that the FBI had files on him for quite some time, about his womanizing, etc., about the violence that would break out after he would speak later when he was gone. You know, peaceful events would, would go south kind of a thing, okay? And you would say, Sam, why bring this up now? Because if you're going to attack President Trump for the words he said, and you're going to link that to the violent acts of others, the master added of modern day would be the man who we're now going to have a four-day weekend to supposedly celebrate. He gave great speeches that sounded peaceful, but yet later you would have carnage in the streets by the actions of those who well they were his followers to the extreme degree and the FBI even had um, you know a lot of files to document a lot of this alright what do people expect the Biden administration to do alright What's going to happen in the next four years is going to be a lot like the Obama administration or the Clinton administration, right? But what's on the agenda of Biden and the left? What are they going to focus on the most? They're going to talk about the Hyde Amendment a lot. Since 1976, the federal Hyde Amendment stopped abortion dollars. The Democratic Party wants to repeal the Hyde Amendment and promote pro-death everywhere. Their goal is to implement a taxpayer abortion nationwide. Kamala Harris is no stranger to promoting abortion. Her vision, ladies and gentlemen, is she wants the Department of Justice to be the final decision maker 
on whether any state's pro-life laws could go into effect or not. She wants to literally have the Justice Department lord over the states. Now, it's not likely that her vision will come to pass, but it shows you the general attitude about the right to life and the rejection thereof by the, quote, Biden-Harris administration. They also want to promote the Equality Act. The Equality Act was originally introduced in 2019 by Nancy Pelosi, ladies and gentlemen. This dangerous bill would alter the Civil Rights Act of 1964 by adding sexual orientation and gender identity to some of the classes already articulated. Now, I'm not for the 1964 law. Okay? I'm not really for the Civil Rights Act of 1964 in the first place. Again, Martin Luther King and others agitated for and, you know, were involved there. All right? Um, The problem with this legislation that Nancy's put forward that Kamala Harris is going to back and promote big time is that it would trample religious liberty by labeling biblical views of human sexuality and gender roles as discriminatory. Joe Biden has already indicated that he would sign the Equality Act if Congress could just get it passed. And now they're on the brink of possibly getting that done. Yeah, they want to save girls' sports. Title, what do they call this thing? Um, I guess it's title IX. What's that, title 11? Girls' athletic opportunities hang in the balance. They're going to promote no difference between boys and girls. They're going to promote gender transitions. We are seeing a movement to push children towards gender euphoria and trans transitions. Joe Biden has indicated that all Trump-era executive orders and rules will be overturned related to gender. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, we pray for our nation, not to mention court packing. That'll be on their agenda as well. Donald got some conservative people there to some degree, but now they want to pack the courts and jettison that as well. Keep an eye on the ball, ladies and gentlemen. Remain vigilant. Pray hard and work hard to defend the sacred cause of liberty. That's what I'll be doing. Hope you'll do the same. LovingLiberty.net. Donate today. We the people can and will restore America. We need your help. God save the Republic of the United States of America.